Hello, friends, and welcome to Season 2 of the Green Jacket Podcast Show, coming to you live from Scotty Scheffler's putter closet where putters come to die. We are 41 days away from the greatest week of the year, the Masters. The week. The whole week is great. I mean, as soon as the Texas, I believe it's the Texas Valero Open, as soon as it, that last putt goes in, it's officially Masters Week, and that's the greatest week of all time. But we're also 16 days away from my annual golf weekend trip to TPC Sawgrass for the players, a.k.a. the fifth major. So much has happened since our end-of-year show in December in the world of both golf, both professionally and with myself. So let's begin with the so-called pros. Both in the PGA Tour and the Live Tour, guys are going low. I mean, we're going 57, 59, 60, 61. The guy who shot 57 was in the Corn Ferry Tour. I mean, this is... This is amazing. Is it? Is it the course? Is it the ball? The equipment? I mean, who's to say? I mean, can it be both? I mean, do we have to make these course longer now? I'm not sure. Uh, it's just I don't see any change coming time soon. Does it? I really don't. True, some of the course right now aren't that challenging. Uh, the two courses in Hawaii was not, and the one in um, Palm Springs was not that. It's, it wasn't that hard. It's it, it was uh, go low scores there. It was amazing. The only one really challenging one, of course, is Torrey Pines, the one for the farmer's insurance. But it, even Pebble wasn't that hard. It was just raining. It's just maybe I don't what or where maybe they're just getting better and better than they were back in our my days, you know, or back in the seventies and sixties. But I think it's that it's okay for people hosting tournaments for TV-wise because no one wants to see another Chambers Bay or Wingfoot Boar Fest. I mean, nobody wants to see plus scores. No, nobody does. Uh, one of the interesting things, though, is speaking of Palm Beach, we got to see an amateur from the University of Alabama, Nick Dunlap, win a PGA Tour. That's the first time an amateur has won since the man himself, Phil Mickelson, won, I think, in 91. What, what, what did he say? Oh, Nick Taylor. At the waste management, Nick Taylor is ice. I mean, he's from Canada, but there's ice running that man's veins. He is deadly with that flat stick. It is a. I thought it was, I thought it was Nick Taylor and Cam Smith was the two guys were the same people. It's just amazing. But unfortunately, for with the waste management, there was another story about that tournament. It, unfortunately, it wasn't the golf. We saw Wyndham Clark win again on the West Coast again at the Rain Short in Pebble Beach. The Genesis Open, Hideki Mats. I mean, Patrick Henley had this done. It was all his. And then Hideki shot the final round of his life, women winning at Riviera. That was that back nine was some amazing golf for Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, as we were talking about Tory Pines, the French guy Matthew Pavon. I hope I said that right. Won at Tory Pines. That was okay, but it's Tory Pines. Now, now that the tour now heads to Florida with the the Florida swing with the PGA National Arnold's course at Bay Hill and then like I said Sawgrass had 17 days I cannot wait I cannot wait 17 that's just that's where we're gonna put our um chairs and watch the everybody play from 17 it's just an amazing course if you've never been there and some more news the, in the live tour Anthony Kim is set to return after almost a generation being gone um absence to join this week they're playing I believe in Jeddah but besides that, they had opportunities, the Live Tour, to excel 
especially on Sunday when Pebble Beach got rained out, it was just live. And the golf was okay, but it wasn't compelling. I mean, I know it went to um, into over um, playoffs with uh, Joaquin Nimi and being Sergio, but I just really wasn't compelled. This was really just watching John Rahm perform with his Legion 13 players, but they had a golden opportunity, and I don't think they capitalized. And then they played the next week in Vegas, the same week as the Super Bowl. Who is watching that? I don't know how they can keep up with this. I really don't. It just... They had the opportunity and just really didn't capitalize. And this, this team format, it's only good for the Ryder Cup and President's Cup. Nobody's cheering for, oh, let's go rangefinders or let's go high flyers or the four aces. Nobody's nobody's wearing team shirts. I'm not wearing a team shirt. I don't have a team shirt. But I mean, it's just, it's only good for countries against each other. USA versus Europe or USA versus international. It's just... The team concepts just it's not the way Greg Norman. I'm just telling you right now. But let's talk about the main headlines so far in the PGA Tour. We have to. There's two headlines right now, and one of them was the waste management. That was a nightmare. That was brutal. They say it's the people's tournament. Let me tell you, it it showed with the numbers and. get that many people and then you add alcohol the rain and more alcohol more alcohol and the poor management of the Thunderbirds who run the Phoenix Open to not even let people scan people's tickets they were just letting people in but the fire marshals had to close it at 2 o'clock because they they thought somewhere between a quarter of a million people were on a golf course. And they were going anywhere. They were going into the VIP tables. They were going up to the VIP booths, their suites, and they were just drinking free alcohol because there was no security watching them. It was bedlam. They were harassing players. They were they were stumbling. They were slipping on the, on the in the mud because it was raining that week in Scottsdale. They had to shut down, like I said, they had to shut down the alcohol. And I don't want to hear the economy is bad. The economy is not bad. They said over 411,000 alcohol sales was sold that one day. And it was closed at 2 o'clock. Now, we're going to get the calculator right here. We're going to see, according to like when we went last year for the players, a beer was like 12 bucks. So let's just go safe and say 12 bucks. 411,000 times 12. That's $4.9 million in alcohol sale in one day. Don't tell me the economy's not bad. The economy is doing good. What what will the PGA Tour have to tell the Thunderbirds? There's got to be some changes. It's just, that was embarrassing. The only good thing that came out of Scottsdale that week, though, to me, was the YouTube golf. YouTube, the YouTube golfers, I think Scottsdale's most of their homes, and they threw many tournaments. They did many shows there that whole week. The Good Good Desert Open was ap- 
absolutely fabulous. You got to see everybody that you want. Not almost. Where were you, Bob Dunn Sports? We did not see you there. Where were you? You were there. You were in Scottsdale, but we didn't see you at the good, good. Did But that was a great tournament. I love that little course. That was a nice little course that they were playing at. It was a tremendous success, and it shows you how far YouTube golf has grown in popularity. I think it's, from a popularity standpoint, it's almost there with above PGA Tour. It's definitely above Live Tour. But when you're there, when you bring the YouTube golfers to a, an event like TPC Scottsdale at the same week as the Waste Management, they all do their content at that course. And I mean, that was some of the best videos I've ever seen. The videos of Grant Horvat and the Brown Brothers at Scottsdale, Bob does sports at Scottsdale. And to me, I thought what was the best video I have ever seen in the years now I've been watching YouTube. Grant with the Brian Brothers playing with the best player in golf, John Rahm. That will go down as the best golf YouTube golf video I have ever seen. But all the videos were amazing. I mean, you had uh, when they were uh, Grant making an eagle on 17 in Scottsdale. Bob almost making a hole-in-one on the 16th stadium course. You had George uh, Bryan holding out the ninth hole and the 18th hole from the bunker. That's crazy. All that on Scott, TPC Scottsdale. That was almost as good as Nick Taylor putting. It was just, it's good TV. And then, I cannot say so much about this, these John Brown videos with the Brian brothers and Grant. That first video, there was three holdouts. It was amazing. Two from Grant and then one by John. <sighs> that man is the best golfer alive right now. His game is the elite, elite of the elite. His skills are flawless. His knowledge about his shot making, what he wants to do with his shot, and then to see what he says he wants to do with his shot, and to see it actually happen. I just want to hit the ball. Whether it goes left or right, I can't tell you where it's going to go. I just want to hit the ball. John Ron tells you, a 60-yard, I'm going to hit it 55, bounce once, and then stop. He hits, <laughs> and it does exactly what John Rom says it does. It's just amazing. The last hole, when he's down below the hole, and it's a 30-yard chip, they say, come on, John, let me see those soft hands, those Spanish soft hands. One bounce. These pros, they know, they know how to put the spin. I've always said, you know, the difference between them and us is the short game. We have problems, you know, 40 yards from in and putting. They master that 40 yards and in shot. The the two bounce skip, the two two bounce and spin, it's just I can't get no spin. I don't know how they, their blades must their their wedges the, 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 must be sharp as can be. Cause I mean, it was just amazing to see John Rom at work. His wealth of information, his personality. I mean, who doesn't love John Rom? I have watched that video over and over again. And every time I'm just amazed. The man is good. It's just... A, okay, uh, I sound like I'm brown nosing. So, speaking of brown nosing, um, the other news. Tiger's fall from grace. Guys, it's over. His body can't take the demanding week and week all week of tour, you know, if it's not a flat, flat course, if we're not talking about St. Andrews, he, 
he can't do it no more, guys. I'm sorry for that. This time it was a stomach bug at the Genesis Open, but at the beginning of the second round, you can see that he was already starting to limping after the second hole before Mother Nature decided, you know, you, we need to go take some Pepdemodium. He'll never recuperate, guys, from his glory days. Those glory days are over with. Those times are gone. But it's always amazing to see the TV guys, the journalists, the golf journalists light up when they mention his name. They start, <laughs> and they start getting their nose shiny for another brown nose moment. I'm talking about you guys at foreplay. The tiger love is just too much, y'all. Please, just come on, move on. It's just, it's embarrassing. But it's a shame. I mean, he's our generation, Jack Nicholas. To me, he's not our greatest. He's not the GOAT. I mean, Jack is the GOAT to me, period. But it's just a shame to see how far he's fallen from grace. It's... And what did I say? In the last 17 tournaments or 17 tournaments that he's played since the accident, he's withdrawn or quit or missed a cut in 10 of the 17. It's it's not the same, y'all. It's it's over. And I, I hate to say it. You know, just you hate to see that, but it, it, it's the truth. And some people just are afraid to see that. But that's enough about the pros. Let's talk about me the amateur as i mentioned in the last podcast i'm getting i'm started taking instructions from uh, fairhope golf works and jt Perrine and the, the massive improvements as i'm getting ready for this amateur golf tournament that i'm performing this year they're noticeable i'm telling you i was what we've done uh, what he's helped me with my driver has helped a lot i've noticed a change the ball striking the impact on the ball it's getting better and better we had a session on my putting, and after showing him, he was, he was like, listen, this has been your putting stroke for 30 years. It's on. The tempo's right. We don't need to change a thing. I said, okay, we're good. The only thing I think we need to work on is the hybrid, which is the most abysmal. If I would like to throw that club away and never use it again, just hit my three iron all the time, and it may come to that. But I thought improvements were good. I thought we were ready for this the first tournament of this of the Southern Fairways Golf Tour. It was held at the, the Peninsula Golf Course in Gulf Shores, Alabama, and I live in Mobile, of course. To say there was butterflies would be an understatement because I was tossing and turning the night before. I I mean, it was just it was brutal for me to try to get some sleep the night before. But I woke up and I, I knew it was already bad when I found out I was going to cross the I was going to ride the ferry that crosses Mobile Bay into Gulf Shores but they had to cancel the bay because uh, the ferry because of uh, rougher winds and um, choppy seas so I was like oh well now I have to make the long route into um, Gulf Shores which is about an hour and 45 minutes I get to the course let me tell you that's a very nice place I've never played the peninsula in Gulf Shores it's a nice course nice setup uh, the pro shop is nice the clubhouse is even nicer I have to give props. It's definitely the clubhouse. The chairs, the food, the, the drinks. They were, serving, they were serving drinks on Sunday before 12 o'clock. It was really nice, but I don't know if I should have said that or not, but I guess it's just it. Uh, I found my cart with my name and the person riding with me. Like I said, I check in. I got some breakfast. I headed out to the range. My range session, speaking of John Rom, I was Josh Rom. It was it was all. It was on. Everything was dialed in. I was ready 
I felt good. I really did. It was very cold down, though. Get me wrong. This was February, so I was really, it was cold, but I felt good about my game. I met the guy who was riding with me, and we were paired with other golfers who had the same same handicap as me. Um, I did not understand about the touring, so they were on the they've been on the tour before, so they helped me understand the scoring system. The scoring system goes: it's each player has a handicap, and then which then gives you your quota. For me, I'm a 25 handicap. My quota was then 11. Uh, we score on the Stableford scoring system, which means you bogeys, you get a point. Far, you get two. Birdies, you get four. Hole-in-one gets seven. Albatross gets ten. I don't know why hole-in-one gets seven and Albatross gets ten, but that's the way it is. For every point that I get, it deducts from my quota. So you're trying to lower that score, the quota score. Um, it's like my um, par three time cut, cut tournament that I have before the Masters, the Golden Wedgie. Once you have bogey, you pick it up. It's supposed to also help pace of play, but we'll talk about that later. You move on to the next hole. I mean, once you go past bogey, pick up your ball up, you go on to the next hole, or so I thought. So with the rules understood, we headed on to the course. The first hole was a bogey for me. Even though I put one in the drink, I thought, man, this is going to be easy. I put one in the water and I still made a bogey. This is going to be easy for me boy did i find out that was the hard way <laughs> the putter went unraveled after that i only bogeyed the fifth hole um i missed a three foot birdie attempt on the sixth hole to settle for a par my only par and then on the um to end the front nine i ended it with another bogey so at the end of nine holes i ended up with five points so i started with 11 minus the five so down down to six i'm like this is going to be easy. A couple more pars, a couple more birdies, and I will finish in positive score. <sighs> Pardon me. Wrong again. The putter just, the one thing that we all, me and JT thought was my strong point, just failed me miserably. I had two foot, three foot bogeys that was being missed by four to seven feet altogether. It wasn't even close to the hole. The worst part came on the par three, 13th hole. I had a, a not even less than a two foot putt for par after making an amazing bunker shot. I missed the putt and it rolled eight feet past and then I missed that bogey putt for a double bogey. My brain was scramble eggs after that. And then what uh, we had a late start with all the announcements and we didn't start till about one o'clock and the sun set at five o'clock. And even though we were picking up our balls for bogey, we were the last until the last group to finish a tournament it was past my bedtime when we finally got done <laughs> i'm just i'm just uh joking a little bit but i was so disgusted myself after my play i only ended up with one bogey on that back now so i had a total of six points so my score was five i was so disgusted like i said with my putter that i just got him through my bags and my truck and I went to go get something to eat nearby <coughs> pardon me I didn't want to look at the scores to tell you the truth they really it, it, I, I knew out of the 108 players I was going to be 108 I really did well well there was one guy in my group who I thought was going to be 108 and I was going to be 107 but I found out he did better with his one bogey that he had because of his handicap but um when I went on online to actually check my scores, I saw that I finished 68th out of 108. 
and in my flight group of my e-flight i finished 17th out of 24th and that just whatever damp whatever depressing that i was really cheered me up after that i mean still i'm not in the top 50 but i didn't finish dead last i didn't i wasn't in the one 100s that's what really i thought it was uh, surprisingly my riding partner who was a 29 handicap which he told me he was a 29 handicap actually won our flight group man had seven bogeys and three pars was he a 29 handicapper i don't know but if he is he played the round of his life and kudos to him as for me i've already signed up for the next month's tournament it's at arnold palmer's course craft farms and gulf shores so i'm really looking forward i just played last week i mean i'm sorry last week i played yesterday and i made 10 bogeys in one par but the putter we have to work on that putter let me tell you more emphasis on fairway golf fairway golf is important and never hitting that hybrid ever again so i'm just excited for this next tournament i'm excited to go to sawgrass in 17 days i think we're going to play at a very very nice course while we're down in florida i think cross your fingers let's red couples i need help uh it's his course it's a sanctuary golf course in waverly georgia it's a fred couples and davis love course and um we really want to play it so hopefully cross our dots our eyes and cross our t's uh hopefully we'll get to play that course but um it's the this spring is coming get out there go play some golf y'all it's this the snow is melted get on the course and play 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 even if it's united in a tournament you're playing with your friends or you're playing by yourself on the course just go out there and hit some balls it's just amazing it's a great time right now to play i just we i know we haven't talked much about the masters we will after the players tournament because after the players is done it's masters where you are focusing 100 on the masters it's the greatest lane greatest week i've said it's just i got plans for my master's tournament because for the 32nd year i did not get tickets as i've mentioned every time i'm still waiting to get my first tickets ever to Augusta national but maybe next year will be it so until then get out there go hit some balls get ready for augusta get ready for the players and until then this is josh signing off for the golf uh, this is josh signing off for the green jacket podcast show thank you